0: I'm back ladies and gentlemen episode 80 killing it killing it killing it
1: you say that at the beginning of every podcast
0: yeah well i'm gonna say it for the whole year as long as we keep putting putting them out once a week i'm gonna say i'm killing it for the whole fucking year Because that's how it we started. don't have
1: to announce to people at the beginning of every podcast that like hey just so you know
0: it's a valid point i know i, I know i've been saying it on every fucking on every episode but it's a valid point. I'm so proud of myself for.
1: But I mean, really that's good.
0: Having these done,
1: I'm Not. proud of you too.
0: I mean, I appreciate the help. So hats off to you, Doc.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Care to introduce our uh, main topic for this evening?
1: Oh, absolutely! Today we are going to be diving off of the deep end. <laughs> of BDSM, i.e. guiding you through your first steps into the BDSM world.
0: As in what? Trying to find a partner? Trying to figure out what's safe, what's not?
1: Mm, I don't know. We'll get there when we get there. (laughs) The outline doesn't have it all. It's just an outline. (laughs)
0: Horrible list, lady. Horrible list. (laughs) Oh, let's give a a shout out to Miss Old Timer, (laughs) our previous and last guest host, uh, at least for the time being.
2: She's amazing.
0: I haven't heard from her. guess she wasn't too happy the way it turned out.
1: No way.
0: No, I really haven't heard from her in a while,
1: though. She probably just doesn't even know it's out. We're, we're pumping these things out so fast. She can't keep up. Because we're, we're killing it. It's past her bedtime. Because we're killing it. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Um,
1: so, so, before we dive into it, you have a few stories for, for us?
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Okay. Uh, we were talking- One's
1: based on your snap, right? People were asking about, what did this even stem from? It wasn't, it wasn't directly like you first stealing something. Was it about early puberty or like?
0: I think, so I think somebody had said something about, um, I didn't know who Spongebob was. Not that I didn't know who it was, but like, I had never, I've never seen a Spongebob episode because why the fuck would I?
1: Yeah.
0: And... I had responded with, you know, like I hit puberty at a very young age. And after that, I had no interest in any any kind of anything other than pussy and money. Um, (laughs) Certainly not fucking cartoons, I can tell you that. Uh, And somebody had commented back to that. uh, Something about, they were talking about something they had, like the first time they had stolen or something like that. And I was like... Hmm. That pertaining to hitting puberty earlier, or whatever, whatever the fuck it was. I don't know, but
1: I was like, oh, I should tell the long fuck story it. short. Yeah. We're gonna hear your first time, uh, story about the first time you stole something. I didn't think I've, told and that. hopefully, the last. Excuse me, we're not condoning this.
0: Okay, it certainly wasn't the last, but <laughs> well, wow. it happened when I was about seven or eight. Okay, wow. First, I, my point was, like, I think it says a lot about, about me and who I, like, who I was growing that up. That you
1: were a juvenile delinquent?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was, like, seven or eight years old. I'm with my mother grocery shopping. We are literally, my mom is checking out. Like, the cashier is ringing her shit through. And I'm standing, like, next to my mom in the fucking line. And I've got, like, a long-sleeve zip-up hoodie thing on. Mm. And these two bitches are squawking away.
2: Quack, quack, quack,
0: Squawking about nothing. And I'm, like, standing next to all these candy bars. And I was like.
1: Of course it was a candy bar. Uh, you couldn't have even, like, made it something cool. This is, like, every." Person who has ever had a first time stealing something story. But this yeah. is how their
0: story goes. Okay, that's fair, but how many of them have the balls to do it right in front of their mom and a fucking cashier? I think probably lots. I would like to hear some feedback on that because I doubt it. I know a lot I of, know, kids, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people that got caught stealing growing up, and it was always like usually with friends. It's obvious, you know, group of kids are in a fucking store, you know, whatever. I slid this fucking thing up my sleeve and just stood there and walked out. <laughs> I walked out of there like I had just pulled like the biggest heist in the world. <laughs> but I was fucking smart enough back then, even at that age, like I knew not to not to pull it out in the fucking car and start eating it. I knew not to let her see that I had candy cuz there was no reason for me to have candy. I waited till I got home, ate that shit in private, and and destroyed the evidence. Damn. (laughs) I was not fucking around. If you want stories about other cool shit, I still tune into another episode.
1: (laughs) What? I mean, you know how I feel about these stories.
0: Sorry, a candy bar wasn't cool enough for you. That
1: is not what my reaction has to
0: do. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm going to be a stick in the mud today. It's fine. Who, you or me? Me. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I know. Sorry.
0: Anyway, so there's that story for the people that wanted to hear it. Yeah. The other one is I was on a plane a couple weeks ago and I had been flying all day. And I'm like on this last leg. I think I'd probably phone... God, this is probably like my fourth flight that day. It wasn't my fourth. It was my third. Anyway, I'm like on my last leg. It's like an, what did you say, 30 minute flight? If that, if that, across the state that I live in. And you got to go over the Rockies. Like this is literally up and down, like 20, 30 minutes tops. We are in this fucking plane. And it's a tiny joint, you know, what, 12 rows, something like that. Like, very fucking small. Yeah,
1: super small.
0: And out of nowhere, like, we just get over the Rockies. Like, once you're over the Rockies, like, we could have been landed where we were going in five minutes. And for some reason, the pilot comes over the fucking PA. Starts talking about uh, having some mechanical issues. We're going to head on back to Denver. And I look at the clock and I'm like, wait, this doesn't make sense. Like, we're so close to to where we're going. Even if something was wrong with the yeah. plane, why wouldn't they just finish going to where we're going? Right. Like, why would we turn around? Yeah. So, you know, I've never been on a plane where they're like, we got to turn around because there's a mechanical issue and land the plane. So I'm yeah, like.
1: It's kind of scary.
0: I was a little concerned. Just, you yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the fucking steward and trying to, like, gauge his fucking demeanor Eyes. and everything. Yeah. Well, this fucking bitch sitting next to me across the aisle, who happened to be a fucking employee, who happened to be a flight attendant, who was flying. But she was
1: just not, she, she was, was just, just a passenger. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. This bitch looks at me and says, can you see the this, this steward's face? I was like, yeah. Does he look nervous? I wanted to punch this bitch in her mouth. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, no, he looks fine. Like, I didn't even look at him. I was like, no, he's fine. Because yeah. first of all, bitch you're supposed to be the one comforting all of us. Oh, it'll be fine. Yeah. Everything's okay. Fuck, are you asking me if he's okay? For yeah, she was like, ah, well, that phone call was a little bit long because he had taken a call from the from the cockpit." Uh huh. She was like, "That was a really long phone call for the cockpit to be talking to the flight attendant." I'm like, "I don't care. I don't want to hear all this shit, bitch." Just that's please. like
1: that's like the analogy that doctors are the worst patients because they know way too much about everything. I feel like that is what was happening right then and there was that flight attendant just knew way too much about everything. And she decided to have a loose lip on that flight. (laughs) And hopefully it didn't impact very many other passengers other than you And didn't create a mass panic throughout that plane because that would have been very easy to spread on a small plane like that.
0: Luckily she was very quiet about it. Only her and I heard it. But I can tell you like the tone on the plane was very quiet. Like somber. Yeah, very somber. (laughs) Like
1: Yeah, especially like on a when you're on a small plane like that, flying over the mountains. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like that's one of those situations where whether this is a rational thought or not, you think if something's going to go wrong, this is when and where it's going to (laughs) happen.
0: I guess.
1: I don't know. In my mind, maybe movies have programmed my, my brain to think that way. All of the like airplane crash movies and shows, but.
0: Well, you hear so many stories these days, like in the last few years of like, computers on the planes malfunctioning and planes nosediving out of the sky. Wait, like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was happening. Like, they, they grounded, like, a whole fleet of planes. I know Spirit was one of them. Um, I think Southwest was one of them. They had to ground all these planes because this model of, whether it was Airbus or whatever fucking yeah. model it was, was fucking nosediving. And, like, okay. the pilots couldn't stop it.
1: All right, that's crazy. Uh, disclaimer we did not fact, checked. fact, oh, no, no. fact no. check this bit of information before no, no. That's facts. That's podcast. Facts. It
0: was all over the news, and I would see you could see at airports all of the grounded fleets. You could see them everywhere. You can't miss those yellow fucking planes.
1: Yeah, I know, but it, okay, you say them, and then you're like, well, maybe Southwest too. Like, I'm just saying, like,
0: I didn't say maybe Southwest. I said, I'm pretty sure Southwest was part of the fleet as well.
1: Okay. So pretty sure isn't fact check. All I'm telling
0: you is that there was, was, okay. If uh, the brand, the, the airline doesn't really matter. There was a certain model of planes that got ground. This was only in the last two or so years. And if I'm, if what I'm saying is wrong, then your media is lying because it was all over the fucking news. And I fly a lot. So I pay attention to that shit. This is why you
1: shouldn't watch TV. I don't own the TV. <laughs> anyway. Well, then where did you get this information from? Probably Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so much better.
0: No, but so we fucking land. I'm like, of course, I'm concerned. hundred percent. But like not overly just kind of like seeing what's happening. We land the fucking plane, you could tell something was wrong. Like the brake, it was, it ended up being a brake problem, but you could tell when we landed that there was something not right with the plane. Why? It, what? It took like an extra, especially for such a small plane, it took an extra long time to stop. Um, and you could just kind of feel it. I don't know how to explain it. You could feel like something was different in the brake system when we landed. And when maybe we landed,
1: because you were, biased by the fact that you knew that there was something wrong so you were looking for something wrong
0: well no we we find we found out as soon as we land landed that it was a hydraulic brake gave out on takeoff and there was a truck driver that was sitting at the back of the plane he heard it he was like i i heard it when we took off i could hear the hydraulic go out so Mm. the hydraulic and the brake had gone up but i didn't have that information until after i had felt the plane like landing weird, so whatever. Still don't know what's going on. We get to a gate, and then they come over and tell us that the air marshals are on the way.
1: So air marshals, air
0: marshals
1: for your hydraulic brake issue. So are now you what, guys, you got so, they're blowing smoke over your eyes.
0: So now, now I'm thinking like, like what the fuck is going on? you could see there was four SUVs with their fucking lights on. They came and they surrounded the plane. They never got on the plane, but they told us that the, that the air marshals were going to board the plane. I don't fucking know. They never boarded it. They let us off, but they certainly surrounded the plane. I'm sitting there like nobody freaked out on this bitch. Like, are you going to arrest me for something? (laughs) Okay. <laughs> that was my first thought. Shit, we could we oh. should have just crashed.
2: <laughs> oh my God.
0: <laughs> so after sitting there for like 10 minutes, they let us off the plane. And we get inside the terminal, and I see the bitch. And she's saying something to me. And I was like, Yeah. How about don't ever say that to another passenger again, Miss Flight Attendant? And she like lost her shit. She's like, I'm really, really sorry. That was the most unprofessional thing I've ever done in my life. Please don't tell on me. This, that, like going, I, like she wouldn't let it die. I was like, it's all good. Like I'm, you know, kind of glad you did it because I was like, damn, this bitch is scared. Like, dang, yeah. If this bitch is scared, maybe I should be a little scared. Um, but she, I, I kept busting her balls about it the the rest of the time until we finally got to our destination. She just profusely apologized, but Mm -hmm. this shit was nuts.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. Well, at least everyone was fine. The plane was fine, and the air marshals weren't coming for you for that candy bar (laughs) you stole when you were eight years old. So
0: I like how you looped that bag. It was great.
1: Way to go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. You ready to dive on in?
1: I, yeah, I guess. I so should we start with where this where this stemmed from a yeah, little bit sure so do you want me to read the actual snap or just kind of give a little bit, bit of a backstory <laughs> yeah I have it I have it decently handy here um so this kind of like segment topic was inspired by someone asking him on snap about, um, an approach for someone who's new to BSM but really wants to try it. She said that she found his media before she was even sexually active. um, And, just with time as a follower realized that the whole concept of being a sub and BDSM really interested her. Um, But she felt that she had to explore herself a little bit sexually first and is now two years later to a point where um, she is comfortable or thinks that she's comfortable starting to explore, uh, BDSM, but doesn't totally know where to start and finds this navigating this kind of intimidating. Um, so we are going to try and help those people out there who may be trying to navigate, um, their first steps into the world and mind-blowing sex life that is BDSM. (laughs) Nice.
0: How's that? Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Mind-blowing sex. Yeah. Uh, uh, Where do you want to start with this? This, I feel like this is, I mean, there's a lot to unpack here.
1: There is. There is a lot to unpack here. Um, Obviously, or maybe not obviously, but this question came from a female. And I think that you and I are a little bit more comfortable helping um, unravel and unweave the role as a female sub and as a male dom and that, you know, oh, if yeah. roles were, yeah, like if roles were reversed, then you're going to have to just extrapolate concepts. I don't know that we can give any firsthand examples. Um And I also kind of have to approach this from a, I don't know, like a standpoint of almost humble warning or just like I have to get I don't know I have to give the caveat that your face says it all right now and he's like what the fuck is she talking about <laughs> um just basically give the caveat that I don't know that necessarily the way that I got into BDSM is what I would recommend for For people who are new that are trying that are trying to get into this, so I'm more than happy to share my story about all of this. Um, are you and, and how I came came to be where I'm at now. Um, but i I'm going to share my mistakes with you along, along the way, and maybe maybe you can learn from them.:
0: I think the, mis- the there's probably much more to learn from the mistakes. anything else I think you could ask a hundred subs and doms the same question about how you got into it and you would get a different answer a hundred times yeah so I think you know it's just
1: one per it's just one one female perspective story and one male perspective story and he's like not even real human so I don't even know if men can take his advice but we're gonna give it a shot me
2: yeah,
1: because you know. <laughs> you're just gonna be like oh man like i was nine years old and i had my first nut, and then i was beating bitches up by <laughs> by 11 i don't know what to tell you i don't remember back then
0: <laughs> spot on impersonation Wait. <laughs>
2: yeah i mean i
0: i like I said, I think you if you asked a hundred people, you get a hundred different answers like i I don't have i think people are probably like thinking they're gonna hear some crazy or great story uh, you know from me about I don't have one yeah i don't like i I've been thinking about this the last couple of days because we've been talking about it, and you know i i, I would I would say like in my early twenties is when it like started to culminate a little bit. I don't necessarily know that I knew exactly what it was that I was getting into. Yeah. But looking back, like especially if I to go back and replay the tapes, like I was certainly into it at that age. I just didn't really know what it was. I was really delving into and yeah. it wasn't so much that like, only one chick like pops into my mind at that age. That was like bowed it bout it, like into the filthiest of filthy. Um, the rest of them. Like, I genuinely think that, how do I say this without sounding like a fucking dick bag.
1: They did it because to appease you, not even
0: to appease me. Like there's a lot of that. I, I feel like I get more of that in these days. I don't think it was about appeasing me. It is about like, I have this fucking talent. I guess you could call it of, I can get any woman into anything. If you're a sexual person. Okay. And we are fucking regularly. If I want, and I try just a little bit, I can get you into whatever the fuck I want you to be into. To like, to an extent. Okay. You know what I'm talking about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah I do,
0: but to an extent um you know, like the first time I peed on a chick, it she wasn't into it like it's like I don't think she yeah. was not into it, but
1: yeah mistakes, mistakes people this, these are these are how not tos what i I'm just saying I don't recommend i like would you recommend that to men what? who are who are interested in in trialing being dumps like to just piss on bitches that don't want it that aren't into it
0: no 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 hold it all right whoa, whoa, whoa. i didn't just piss on a bitch that wasn't into it like she had said to me like it, i'm not pissing on people that don't want to be pissed on let's be clear about that i'm not doing okay anything to all, right. all right all right i'm not doing right. anything Sorry. to anyone that is not consensual one thousand fucking percent But the girl had, we had been fucking for a while and, you know, just rough sex, whatever. But she was like, you can do anything you want to me. And I was like, anything?
1: (laughs) Bathtub, bitch.
0: (laughs) She was like, yeah. I was like, cool. Take off your clothes and get in the bath or get in the shower and get on your knees. Whatever. And, you know.
2: Just
0: not my... Yeah, just not my... Fit. And as she's saying face, just... I have it on video. It's great.
2: <laughs>
0: All <over her> <laughs> Probably in her fucking mouth, as she said. Not my fit. So. But, I mean, she kept letting me pee on her after that, too. So, it's like... But that's, like, one tiny little example of, you know... And that wasn't really... That was, you know, just a chick doing... What I wanted to do, because I don't, I don't know why. I really don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing?
1: I mean, I just, I just have a really hard time taking your experiences and trying to extrapolate them into advice in any way, shape, or form. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it wasn't supposed to be advice. I was just sharing a little bit. Like I'm trying to explain like that before I was even into like quote unquote BDSM like had a label for it that right I, I've just always had a knack for like I, I can guarantee you there are women that follow my snap never been in any kind of BDSM situation like that in their life and just hear and watch what I say on my media that Sit there with a fucking tingling pussy, thinking about you know all the aspects of that lifestyle setting that you, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, I I don't, I, think, I don't think
0: that makes me unique. I think anybody with a fucking brain and a mouth could do that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I need some time I need some time to kind of like process your your perspective and think about that and stuff. But um process it while you talk about you. Would you are you being serious or sarcastic or a dick? I'm like I don't even know right now.
0: No, I was being totally
2: serious. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. Oh no. So I mean, in some ways I relate to that. My my story is Somewhat similar in that a lot of exploring my interests and stuff were trial and error. I was also very young when I was getting into BDSM and didn't necessarily have a label on these things. Like this dates back to early college days that I started to get into this and like start to seek particular people out that I kind of thought like, oh, this is going to be like really rough or, oh, they're going to potentially do this to me and I'm going to like that um kind of thing. But I wasn't verbalizing those things to my partners in college. I wasn't I wasn't comfortable talking about it and saying like, hey, I want these things or hey, I don't want these things. And like I said, a lot of it was just by trial and error. I want this. I'm going to put myself in a situation where I think I'm going to be able to get this and to be able to receive this. And like, just kind of explored with it Without ever having to come out and say like, "Hey, do do this," to to a point. I mean, I explored, (laughs) I explored it all to a point where it all. Huh? (laughs) Nothing. What? I said
0: it all. It all.
1: Yeah, where I where I actually went and one time, one and only, (laughs) one and only one time, I went and I tied. A man up, and I, I hated it. And again, these were things that were trial and error and totally spontaneous. Like he didn't ask me to do that; I just did it. Like I just.
0: You left that part <laughs> out last night.
1: Yeah, sorry.
0: Wait a minute, hold just on. That changes, that changes the whole fucking story. What are you talking about? You just <laughs> did it.
1: What do you mean? I just did it. I just did it. I, I just, I just decided oh, oh. to do it.
0: Okay, we'll, well, finish the rest of the story so people can understand. What do you mean she just did it?
2: <laughs> I, just, <laughs> yeah, I just yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> Go on, continue.
1: I just went and I, I I tied this guy up and I I got like partway through it and I I realized how much I hated it and I, I left. I walked out <laughs> and I left him tied up there.
0: <laughs> that is not how it was presented last night. Bitch, you just kidnapped a man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was like twice my size. So, I mean, to to some extent, he had to facilitate that just by just by the sole fact that he let me Love. do it. Like, <laughs> uh, listen, I I said at the start of this that these were not going to be shining moments in our history. OK. <laughs> I mean,
0: I didn't realize you were into kidnapping.
1: So, anyways, yeah, tried that once, hated it, hated it.
0: Let me let me just stop for one second because it is as somebody that it doesn't matter what the sexual dynamic is with me in in a woman that I'm sleeping with, whatever that dynamic is, I'm in control of the situation from start to fucking finish. That's not to say we wouldn't have conversations prior to or even during whatever, but it's got to be. So much harder as a woman trying to, especially you, you're stubborn. You don't want to tell people what you want. You expect them to read your mind like they're a fucking psychic. Like All women, <laughs> fucking bitches are the worst. So for a woman like like yourself, and I know a lot of women are like that, it's got to be difficult to find a man that's going to like, you know.
1: Yeah. And I mean I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna get there because especially in that time of my life where I was exploring this and 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 kind of getting into what I now know as and call and like say that I practice or whatever you want to call it, BDSM, um like at that time I wasn't comfortable having conversations. I didn't have that um, I don't want to call it emotional maturity, but um the shyness just like it. yeah, it wasn't even shyness I just didn't i just at that point like didn't know how to have conversations about it i i um would give a lot of physical cues to people who like I would pick. <laughs> I would pick people out in bars and stuff. And like, I would be like, yeah, like that guy's going to give me what I want. And so then I would start up a conversation with them about nothing, you know. And if the conversation was going well, then eventually we'd end up making out. And in the middle of it, like I a very common like early physical cue that I would use to weed people out was to grab their hand and put it on my neck and see how they respond. and the ones that I would take home were the ones that would turn that into a chokehold and start to choke me out and the ones that I would leave I can't I, I can't remember this happening more than like once but like if they would, turn it into like brushing my hair off or whatever, (laughs) (laughs) off my back. Then, then it was like, okay, like I, I misread this situation. And so I was going off of a lot of physical cues at that time, rather than verbal cues. I wasn't telling them, Hey, this is what I want. This is what I'm into. I was just going and seeking people that I, I mean, I don't know if it was lucky or good. I can't tell you what gives me that ability to pick someone out of the crowd and be like, yep, you're going to give me what I want, but I think I'd rather be lucky than good. But it worked for me, you know? And I And early on when I was getting into it, I was able to identify and find those people that would give me what I was looking for, but neither of us were at least early on, neither of us were expressing, like, I want this, I want that. And that was something that I evolved into, I feel like, as I became more comfortable, either with the person or myself or a combination of the two, that I would be more comfortable to start asking for things, or they would be more comfortable asking me, like, can we do this? Can we try this? whatever. Or like if something happened that I didn't like, I would be more comfortable saying like, Ooh, that wasn't for me. I can't really remember any early instances where, where that really happened so much. Um, but yeah, so I, as I, As I grew into it, then I became more comfortable having the conversations and having conversations up front before I even got into a sexual situation with people where we were kind of like cross-examining desires before we even got to having sex and setting those limits ahead of time or, or, or boundaries if they existed ahead of time and establishing mutual likes, mutual dislikes, vice versa. Um so for me like while I eventually got to that place that I think is a healthy way to approach BDSM I certainly made so many mistakes along the way in getting there like I think that the the physical cues only is not a good approach and not a good idea
0: <laughs> Let me let me add to that I don't think that trying to find somebody random in a bar, especially for a woman to explore even just rough sex, but especially BDSM. I'm going to go out on a limb here, ladies and say, I don't suggest that and probably don't do that. It's probably a good way to get yourself into a situation. You may not want to be in in. like,
1: yeah. And that's like, Part of where I say, you know, like I was, I not only was I lucky in that I found people that were giving me what I was hoping for, but I also found people that like wound up being safe, <laughs> you know, because like it, it's, it, I don't know, I think that that approach is genuinely asking for a bad for you, for you to end up in a bad situation. I really yeah, do. I really do.
0: Yeah. So you used to put the dude's hand on your neck. I mean, think about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sick fucks are hanging out. I know sick fucks.
2: That are in Are the fucking scared?
0: No, nah, but I really do. Like, I know, I know some dudes that are accused of some really foul fucking shit that are in the bars every fucking night.
1: I mean, you know, if I'm not put, gonna, if,
0: if you put their hand on your neck, you might find them in your fucking garage when you get home choking you to death. I, all I'm, right.
1: Like, I, I mean, I do think that, like, to an extent, this requires a little bit of elaboration. You know, these were not people who were just total, complete strangers. To me, I went to, you know, like, whether it's being from a small town, going to school in a small, like to a small school or school in a small town or having a narrow community, like, I don't know, even even like very early in medical school, like my first year of medical school, I feel like I still was maybe not 100% proficient in um I don't know, having like open conversations before I feel like during my first year is where that kind of evolution happened for me. Um, so it's not like I was doing this with total fucking strangers. Like I knew their name before I went up and had a conversation with them type of thing, whether or not they like, we had talked before. It's like, you know of them. They're, they're people who are within your community in one way or another, mm-hmm. like, like you, you know of them. And, or if you don't, then your friend knows them or knows their family or whatever. That's how I, that's so how I
0: fucked the whole town that I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> Literally.
1: Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't as, it wasn't as as sketchy as i guess that's the way it was presented maybe made it sound at first so for that as a clarification still don't recommend but
0: yeah i mean I'm, i wasn't saying that it sounded sketchy but i don't recommend that anybody goes like no i i certainly don't think there's a plethora of doms out there walking around hollering at girls and then let me just randomly put my hand on her throat and see how no 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 no. (laughs) definitely not and and
1: yeah
0: (sighs) and from a safety standpoint i i don't think that that is the route for anyone to go and to add to something you said about like you know the open communication and all that i think hands down the foundation of if you're trying to get into this and you're trying to, you know, find a dom or whatever, the the foundation of that has to be besides respect has to be communication. Has to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. And so how do you identify that?
0: Identify what?
1: Identify that someone who you are interested in pursuing like a BDSM specifically sexual relationship with has those core foundations of communication and respect before anything. What, like, what would you, what would you recommend? Say you already have someone identified who you think that you're interested in pursuing this journey with.
0: Well, like I said said previously, uh, communication is the foundation of communication and respect. When I'm talking to someone... No,
1: okay. I remember what I said. Sorry. Well, you saying communication and respect, it reminded me that, that... that was what my question was founded on my my question was how do you how do you identify that someone that you're interested in having sex with is going to grant you that appropriate communication and respect that you need to 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 be able to get into bdsm together
0: i don't think there's anything you can do to identify what somebody's into without a conversation so me personally, these days when women, these days when women, you know, contact me, they're contacting me for BDSM. So, like, yeah,
1: but don't relate this to you. Relate this out and, to like the people.
0: Okay, uh, I can only relate to my own life, but my point is there's so many different aspects of, you know, quote unquote BDSM. So many different avenues of what people are into. If I see a woman, like if she sends me a picture, or I see a woman and I want to fuck her, like, and she's approaching me on some level, or I'm approaching her on some level, I have, like, one of the first questions I'll ask anyone in that situation What are you into sexually? Like, break it down for me. What are your kinks? What are your fetishes? Like, lay it the fuck out. Because I don't feel like wasting my fucking time. And I'm sure you don't feel like wasting yours.
1: I mean, okay, fair. I I think that you took that. I think that you took that question kind of down a completely different avenue and that we could even break that question down a little bit more and have it be applied to people that aren't in your situation, that aren't having people come at them. Like, I think that, I think that,
0: but I would do that with anyone. I,
1: no. Okay. But I'm, I'm just saying that like, from the perspective of this woman who is thinking that she wants to be a sub and thinking that she wants to get into BDSM with someone, if she finds someone who is like a potential candidate in her mind, I think that coming out and asking early on in the course of that relationship, whatever that, whatever that relationship may be, you know, I, I don't use the term relationship on here as in like you're exclusive with someone or you're dating someone. I just mean like a sexual relationship. I think early on asking that question, what are you into sexually? It opens this whole door. It says that, it says that you as the woman are interested in what they have to say And it's going to, their answer is going to give you an idea of whether or not, A, they have the respect and I think, and B, whether or not they're able to openly communicate about this. And if they are, and they're able to openly communicate what you're into, I don't think that you need to say, what are your kinks? What are your fetishes? I think leave it open-ended. For you, yeah, sure. obviously. The more detailed questions apply. But just to someone who's just will, wanting to explore it, I think that question is a great thing to just kind of get your foot in the door and see what they say. And then from there, maybe they say something that you're interested in. And then you can say, hey, I've never done that, but I'm really interested in trying. I asked you this question because I'm looking for. X, Y, Z, or because I want help getting into X, Y, Z.
2: Yeah. I mean,
0: I feel like on the respect end of it, you know, you can kind of gauge whether or not somebody is respectful within the first few minutes of talking to them. So I, I, I don't think that has anything to do with the sexual aspect of it. I think respect is just some, you know, an, uh, just another part of life. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But from the stories that I hear on my premium all the fucking time, like these chicks can weed out the dudes that are not respectful within minutes because they don't know how to talk to a woman. Yeah. Like just because they're on a certain app looking for some, you know, certain type of sex or whatever doesn't mean the first thing you should say to a woman is show me your pussy bitch or Like I've read and seen some ridiculous things coming out of men's mouths.
1: Um, Right. That doesn't make you a dumb.
0: No, not at all. And it's usually the first, you know, sign that it's dudes blocked. Yeah. At least from the stories that I've heard. Understandably. So like, I don't talk to women like that. I don't know why people signing up for my premium would think it would be okay to talk to women like that. I, I, you know, I don't, Preach to people to talk like that to women either. So
1: yeah. Um, so in terms of like meeting someone, though, I mean, obviously you said don't recommend doing it in a bar. I, I think that in rare instances you can come across people in your in your life that are into this. I mean, I can count on two hands the number of people that I've come across just in my day day-to-day life that are men that are doms you know and that's just in in the course of my of my like um community circles not even going outside and 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 reaching and looking um so you know know, i I think i think i think that it's there yeah you, you don't how many subs do you know though
0: in my friend groups none i don't know any okay. i don't know any subs or doms in my friend groups none not real like true friends not real friends
1: no okay well none of these people were in my true friend groups either but they were in my they were in my what i would consider to be a community circle so how many how many there for you
0: i i really don't know like if they were a sub i fucked them and uh, you know yeah like I d I, I, mean, I can't think of one. I can think of one. They actually. exist for you. I know they do. I, I, I don't know, man. I really don't. All
1: of the sex that you had in your twenties, that was like that was, you know, like that's what I'm challenging you to, to well, most think of back. Them, we're on. not in my friend groups, like in okay. Well, we're fixating on friend groups. I'm talking community circle here. see,
0: what is the, difference? What is the I, difference? I just
1: feel like I feel like there's people who can be like from your hometown who you know through school or you know through proximity or whatever who you who you meet in your day-to-day life or hear about in your day-to-day life or experience in day-to-day life even though that you don't hang out with them as friends but that you know all right well then I am just an anomaly I guess so then where... Well, I mean... Like, there's, where else do
0: you There's also an age gap between you and I. And the things that your generation are into sexually are beyond, like, the the shit that chicks I was fucking at your age are into. Like, it just wasn't... It wasn't a thing the way it is a thing these days. And mm-hmm. We've had, what, two mainstream media... Or mainstream movies that have come out based around, well, apparently based around BDSM, but like that, that blew it up in a very major way in a very public way. And I think that absolutely played a part in a lot of women changing what they were into sexually because of certain movies like, like that, if not those two movies themselves. Fair. So I don't think it's weird. Like I know some chicks that, were dominatrix, they're not anymore. Mm. But they were doing it for money. I don't think that when they're having sex just for fun, that they're yeah. doing like that. That's what they're into. Yeah. I think they were doing it for the money.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So,
1: okay. So I mean, that's a little bit beside the point. Like I was gonna say, what are what are other options? What are other avenues to? It, it, the, everyone the, to find someone who to, for to be a dom for you
0: okay so there we can run through the the list of apps and in website what, FetLife being the biggest one that I get asked about all the time do you have a FetLife yeah. account I do not have a FetLife account I've I've dabbled in FetLife years ago yeah it's fucking garbage. you've tried
1: all of them right I've, tried them, all. I've yeah. tried them all I have not I have not so I can't weigh in too much on this um and, on this one
0: if there's a woman out there that has tried these apps, feel free to, you know, message me and I would love to have a conversation with you. But from a male perspective, on all these like Fet Life is a is a website. So who the fuck wants to go to a website on their phone all the fucking time? Mm-hmm. Nobody. Anytime I had ever looked on Fet Life, not even slightly impressed with what I saw. It's a whole plethora of just, it's all over the place as far as kinks and fetishes, whatever. There's also, a, there's an app called Kinked. Kink with a D. Um, Field is another one. Um, those are the top three that, like, really come to mind. And, and what keep-
1: don't you like about all of those? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I ain't never seen anything, anyone on, any chicks on any of them that I would fuck. Like, this is all there is to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I have not. Like, because
1: of interests?
0: Um, because of interests, yeah, that would be part of it. Like, but I, like, I don't even get to that point. And, and mm-hmm. they're so, I think the problem with them is they're so sparsely used like you're yeah. not going to find a fucking kink app that's used the way Tinder or Bumble or what you know are those they apps.
1: all are they all geo related? Yeah, like yeah. they only show you people that are within your little radius. I think radius. FetLife.
0: I think FetLife will show you anyone anywhere where you okay. can set all that. I don't know. It's been years since I've been on there. Okay, um, but the rest of them are, they're just like Tinder or any of those yeah. kind of apps. They work off a location. You set where you you know, and if you want the world, yeah. you can pay more, whatever the fuck.
1: And you're getting so much more than just BDSM on those apps, correct? Like, you're getting people with...
0: All kinds of fetishes and All shit. kinds. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I well, think a that lot of them the, being... If, if you read the bios, I think the majority of them are just... are into BDSM. Um,
1: okay. But there's
0: definitely some that are into some off the wall shit for sure.
1: Yeah. I wonder if I should have created an account just to see what kind of males there were.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't know what it like, what it looks like on the female side. Yeah. Um, i can only assume it can look worse. Um, But
1: (laughs) maybe we'll come back. Maybe we'll come back to this. I was saying
0: like, if somebody, if there's a chick out there who uses these apps and, or any of them and has had luck. Yeah. Like hit me up. I I would love to, have a conversation. Um, yeah. I'm, but, no, and, I'm curious to hear about that men, too.
1: And if, Oh, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, if there's men out there that have had the same experience as me, also please hit me up. Um,
1: or if you've had a different experience, I mean, I, a, like, I think that experience. we can share all, sure. I think this would be a decent thing worth. I think that this would be something that would be worth coming back to. Like if, the, if we don't get a ton of feedback from people, you know, maybe in a few weeks I um I create one with your very nice permission for the sake of research. Like actual research. <laughs> okay, he hates that idea. It may or may not happen. We'll see guys. Um, <laughs> um but I mean
0: like I'm gonna I'm gonna add to to what I was talking about with these apps. And you can look at this as a shameless plug or whatever the fuck you want, but this is the truth about it. If you're if you subscribe to my media and you're looking for a way to try to find a Dom or a sub, truthfully, I have watched more people have success on my fucking premium than And maybe I'm wrong, but I got to tell you, the data doesn't lie. I get, I have so many repeat customers. The only time that they stop subscribing is because they found something that they like for a while, but guess what? They always come back. I literally just added three people tonight who were subscribers prior and they come back and they come back because it fucking works. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to sit here and, and vouch for every dude on there. Right. Um, I'm not vouching for anyone, but I can tell you, hands down, there are real fucking doms on there. That's what I was going to say. They are respectful. They get mad props from the women on there on, on my premium media and on my regular media. You can find what you're looking for. I promise you that. You will find what you're looking for on my premium. But I genuinely think I've watched more success with that than I have had personally on any of those bullshit apps. And, you know, it might sound like a shameless plug, but like, I can only go off of what I can, what I see and what I know.
1: I mean, I think that also you have something in common immediately right off the bat when you're, when you're meeting through that app, you know, like you have, you have something to kind of talk about, just like provided to you. Um,
0: If nothing else, you can talk about what's on my free story.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. Free story or podcast or, or, or whatever. It's it's, yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that having that immediate kind of like way of connection is, is helpful in addition to finding the people that you know, the people that are on there are the people that are listening to you have these conversations over the years of this podcast and, and hearing what you have preached. And so, and so it's like, they're learning from the best, you know, <laughs> not, not to feed into your narcissism here, but oh, but they, they, they really, they really are. And, and if they're not, you know, if they have, if they have their own maybe they didn't learn everything from you but uh
0: i don't think any they the real can doms, incorporate
1: yeah they I can incorporate anything
0: from me i think they just found a place where you know like-minded people fucking talk and, and yeah. I'll, I'll add this about my premium that is unique to any of these apps or websites and i think it helps hold not just men, but also women to a little bit of a higher standard. I run it. Yeah. I run it every night. i every single fucking day. I'm the one that goes through it. I read it. I read what's being posted. I see everything. I don't let bullshit fly. I let people talk shit if it's warranted, but I don't let bullshit fly. I don't let disrespect fly. So not only do I think like, the men who are usually the aggressor in the situation are held to a higher standard, but everyone is held to a higher standard because I'm not going to put up with the bullshit. Mm -hmm. I'm just not. So whereas on these apps, there's no, there's you've got algorithms and bots overseeing what's
1: going on. There's no, there's no moderation. There's no accountability. There's no standard to live up to or expectation that's set, you know, I almost feel like your community is a little more tight knit, yeah. and um, it's like it's it's like you're a part of something when People. when you're there, as opposed to just a profile that you become on right. on these apps. Right. You, you know, like these apps almost. I feel like encourage deception. Whereas, oh, God, yeah. whereas I feel like your premium is a little bit more raw and real to a point where, you know, we're having conversations on your snap about like, s- sex is dirty. Like you can't be, you can't be vain and also good at sex, <laughs> you know, like you're going to get, you're going to get messy. You're going to not look
0: you're it, you're your
1: best. Right. If you're doing it right. Yeah. And I feel like that is more of the mentality on, on your, on your premium is like raw and real and like, this is me take it or leave it.
0: Yeah, it is like, it is a hundred percent what it is. People put themselves out there and it's, you know, and I will, I want to add this. I think this is probably the fifth year I've been doing this on the premium I think I've had to block two people in five yeah. years.
2: That's, that's not, pretty astounding. That's not
0: bad. And yeah, I know people always want to know how many people are in it. I won't ever give you that information. It's a lot. There's a lot of people.
1: It's a lot. It's, a lot. Remember, a, lot it's a lot. I remember. It's a lot. I remember when I started fucking with him and I saw the number and it's a fucking lot. <laughs> I was like. Because
0: it works. It works, you know, and not that I'm trying to push this at all, but uh, you know, I might as well say it while we're on the topic. Like I know for a fact, there's a guy and a girl that met on there. They live together now. Um, I don't know if they'll end up married or not, but I know of a couple of relationships that have started, you know, and that's not what my premium is about. No. The worst for me, because that's what, and subscriptions quicker than anything, (laughs) but it does happen. And it has happened, you know, like, I don't knock that shit. I've never been like, I've never knocked that kind of shit. And I honestly, like to me, that shit's cool. I've, I, and every time somebody tells me, I'm like, y'all get married. How are you? You gotta let me, you gotta let me be the, the fucking officiator, the priest or whatever the fuck.
1: You're not a priest. <laughs> Maybe yeah, the officiant. You can go
0: online. You can go online for like 15 bucks and become a priest or something like a that. A
1: priest? I'm pretty sure you're talking about officiant.
0: Yeah, that. What?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, not a priest. I'm not going to fuck any little boys. Sorry. <laughs> Ooh, okay, that escalated quickly. Um, Catholic, what can I say?
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Think we touched on it well enough?
1: I mean, I feel like we have given this a decent... A we could do coverage. a part two
0: on this depending on yeah. how the feedback comes
1: in. Yeah. I, I think that we could consider doing a part two on this. Um, that There's a lot to say. This is a big, beefy topic. Um, it'll be at least two podcasts from now if we do circle back to this. Yeah, we'll get um, to that in a second. Okay. Do you want to do Punishment of the Week? Kind of start to wrap things down here? Wind things down, wrap things up. Okay, wrap things down. You know, (laughs) yeah, it's the new saying
0: because that's the thing, is it?
1: So cool, yeah.
0: I mean, you can talk about the bug zapper.
1: What about it? I like favorite.
0: (laughs) Favorite. (laughs) What do you mean?
1: It's not the bug
2: zapper. I love
0: it. (laughs) I Love it.
1: Oh, I don't. It's one of my
0: favorite toys.
1: Yeah, no, not for me. It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a punishment for me.
0: Especially after you've been hit with
1: a belt. Oh yeah. 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 If, if not like raw first, then it's, it doesn't do as much. It's not as big, big of a deal for me.
0: I will say the reason that this is my punishment of the week is, well, not that, why it's the punishment of the week? The bug zapper is hands down so much better than any. You know all the electric toys I have. Like,
1: oh yeah, they're all got, trash.
0: I, and I've got one that cost probably about two hundred dollars. Yeah, the little it's like a little wand, and people are fascinated by the fact that, like, a little bit of electricity comes off of it,
1: that you can visualize it, yeah, it's more of a visual yeah. aid than it is in any actual, yeah. like, delivering any stimulus.
0: Yeah, like, I don't, I'm it's not like,
1: even... it's like those little globes that you had as kids yes. that you put your fingers static on, static globe, and yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. exactly what it looks like. Yeah,
0: and so it feels expensive. like two, nothing, it's expensive as but Look, I'm yeah. not into pain, I put that bitch on my tongue on full. full <laughs> I was like, really? I was like, absolutely not. Bring me a plug, a lamp. We're cutting off the lamp and we're just going to plug you into the wall, bitch. <laughs> out there with this girl. What is this crap? Oh. So I love the bug zapper. It's it's summertime. You can find them anywhere.
1: Yeah. All you need I don't know why I hate batter. it so much. Like
0: It wakes you up.
1: Yeah. It wakes you up. It's different. It stings. It bites different than the belt. So tell them, tell them like how you, how you utilize it, how you mix it in into a punishment.
0: For the most part, it's something that's used when a woman's tied up. I prefer she can't see it. Um. Because like, it's okay. I think Let that's what see. I
1: hate most about it. Yeah. I like knowing exactly what's coming. I like having my set number. I like having... I like,
0: I like to show it to them prior mm. just to see some fear. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. But, you know, I have this bench that I can restrain women to. And I'll use the belt while they're restrained like that. And then I'll, like, mix in a little <gasps> here and there, a little zap. To the butt particularly
1: on the parts that are like raw or belted or yeah. already hit I would say that's probably the most sensitive and and you think catches you additionally <laughs> off guard yeah yeah I do think
0: <laughs> yeah I, I love it. it it I think of all the, the things props toys whatever you want to call it that I use nothing will bring a f- Face of fear to somebody quicker than that will. I can pull my belt out, and I think a lot of bitches pussies just get wet. Mm-hmm. You pull that fucking thing out, and you're like, "Why did I come here?" <laughs> I've seen it on your face a hundred times.
1: <laughs> Never. Why did I come here? But like, fuck, we're okay, at this part. Fair, enough, all right, fair, fair.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> we're at this part. You're funny. <sighs>
1: Yeah.
0: So that's my punishment of the week.
1: Okay. Toy review of off, the week. It runs
0: off a nine volt battery, so you can uh, you already know where that's going.
1: <laughs> Have we talked about that on the uh, punishments?
0: Uh, we've talked about that enough. We've talked. We about about don't that. To... Not, not as a punishment. But we've
1: talked. Go about listen it. to the podcast that's called like Nine Volt or some
0: shit <laughs> like something that. Definitely has nine volt in the title. Yeah,
1: nine V battery or something like that. Um, um toy review
0: toy review toy review. i've been toy
1: of the week
0: I've this is a good one waiting to do this toy review for a few months honestly, yeah, since we, we started doing the toy review thing
1: we've we've been using this shit for over a year at this point
0: yeah this uh, so let me let me back up a little bit uh first of all i'm excited to do this because there's very few things that men get to use or enjoy sexually that are anything other than a woman um toy wise whatever i have always been into like i think it was my early 20s this chick put me onto this cream that they used to sell it and they still sell it but they not the one that i like but they sell at sex stores. They're stimulating creams. And this chick would tell me about it and like go on and on about it. So I bought some and I tried to shit out. And I've tried many others in, in, you know, over the years in between and have never found anything I liked as much as I like that until you and I found this shit. Um, yeah. Randomly just sex store shopping because we randomly do that from time to time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we came across some I think we originally like bought it in like the little travel packets, right? Yeah,
1: we bought it in I don't even know that I would call it a travel pack, more like a one-time use sample type of thing. Yeah.
0: So and they were, you know, dirt cheap. So we're like, fuck it, let's let's try this. Let's
1: try these. We were kind of on the hunt for a new like stimulating cream or gel I was, looking, or I was something.
0: actually looking for the cream I was just talking about yeah, yeah we it. were
1: looking for that we couldn't find it so we were like ah like whatever let's try a couple of these um, that they do trial have size. let's see how they are yeah, yeah. trial size and uh, this was the one that we by far liked the best and then we bought it in large size and started using it more and we were like yeah we really like this yeah, I've got like five or six bottles of
0: this shit. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I fucking love it. Like, I fucking all right, love So, what it. is it's it? A, it's a, it is, well, the name of it is Mojo Natural Penis Stimulating Gel. It's the, green and it's in
1: bottle. a green package. Yeah. A well,
0: little green bottle
1: or green bottle. But the yeah.
0: link will be down below. Um, I like, you can call it a penis stimulating gel, but I put it all over you yeah it and it, it works it, it works like it works
2: talking.
1: yeah
0: uh i put it on your you staircase. have to
1: be in the mindset you have to be thinking about it i i don't think that you can just be like expecting to slather the shit on and then be like
0: oh you're wrong well not at least for a man
1: like ready to go no i, I have to like be i think i have to be like turned on and thinking about it a little bit and then i'm
0: like oh shit like yeah okay fair but i don't think i would ever put that on me if i wasn't already either turned on in some way
1: or, okay true you know what true. i mean yeah but
0: i don't know like if i squirted some of it on my dick right now how? like i don't know what it would do but i think i would fix yeah. something for sure yeah uh this shit like i like i said if you're Nipples are sensitive and you get stimulation from that. You can put on your fucking nipples. You can put it on the chick's nipples. You can put it on her fucking asshole. You can put it on her pussy. You can put it on your balls. You can put it on your taint. You can put it on your asshole. You can put it on your fucking, uh, your nipples. Like it you will stimulate. <laughs> no, I said, if you're a man.
1: Okay. You said that, but that's okay.
0: Continue. What, what are you talking about? I said no. penis
1: head, penis head and the hole, And yeah. Okay. Carry Whatever,
0: on all that shit.
1: You can put this uh, shit anywhere, anywhere that's sensitive,
0: right? Any any of those erogenous is that? Mm-hmm. Some, yeah. Zones.
1: yeah,
0: Uh Highly recommend it. If you get it from, well, I will say this: it makes if like if you've got a lot of it on the head of your dick, it makes coming pretty fucking intense. Like, yeah.
1: It makes my orgasms more intense too when I'm, when I'm using it. Yeah. Not, it's almost- not astronomically, not astronomically. There's other things that I can do that will, you know, also alter my orgasm. We've already talked about that. It's not a make or break thing for me, but on occasion when it's incorporated, it is something that, definitely seems to heighten heighten my sensation and strengthen my orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Not by leaps and bounds, but it definitely noticeably does.
0: I would say as a for a man, I would say it probably will be very noticeable. Yeah. <clears throat> as far as like the feeling of the orgasm, like the intensity, the feeling of, um, on the head of your dick will be insane. I, I.
1: What kind of amount do you think you have to use to get that kind of result?
0: I don't think you have to use a lot of it because it, it's basically it's menthol. You're rubbing menthol on your.
1: I don't know that it's actually made of menthol, okay. but it does have a menthol-esque. That. that,
0: that is the type tingle of, to it. Right. That is the feeling you're going to get from it. <laughs> um, it's like a cool, kind of like a cool feeling. Uh,
1: yeah. But I think that it's more than that because obviously like it has made my clit swell and stuff before. Not like, not like big, but like, like when you're aroused, it has, it has made my clit swell as if I am aroused and have just come three times in a row type of thing is, is kind of what it does, what it does to my clit without ever having come type of thing. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I feel like, I I mean, I know for a fact, like in, I don't know about in a masturbation setting, but I know in a sexual setting. Partnered. Yes. I, I, it makes my like it makes my dick hard to the point where it's like almost painful
2: because <laughs> mm. it's so hard. Oh wow!
0: Um, yeah, so it's definitely stimulating. I will say that. Like, yeah, it is. I love the shit. I use it quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> bad deal, and you can yeah. get it for pretty cheap uh, with the. Promo code Fuckboy at checkout. I, I think we looked it up. It it's like, like
1: 13 yeah. to $14 delivered, delivered depending on where you're at. It. Yeah. For a, yeah. A bottle that's going to last you a minute.
0: I, yeah. I mean, I've been on one bottle. I can't for months at this point.
1: Yeah. And you use a lot of it. Mm. I would say. I do. Both in partnered and solo play.
2: Indeed, so
0: get you some of that. you won't regret it, and I'm just so happy I get to do a toy review because, like I said, like not very many things that a guy gets to try
2: out weigh in on, you know, yeah,
0: when it comes to sex toys, at least,
2: yeah, so,
0: I guess we should really quickly announce. Who my co-host is from the guest co-hosts.
1: Was there a vote?
0: Yeah, me and my testicles voted.
1: Sounds rigged.
0: So Jeremy was out from the jump.
1: Oh, Jeremy.
0: (laughs) Okay, my new co-host is this bitch.
1: Oh Lordy, that's not an announcement. <laughs> oh,
0: it is what it is. Sorry.
1: Okay. All right.
0: I'm sure I'll regret it.
2: But... I'm sh- I
1: hope you won't. I hope yeah. you won't.
0: That <laughs> makes two of us. Yeah. <laughs> but no, this seriously. doesn't jinx
1: our sex life.
0: So the sex life I'm worried about. I can't jinx my sex life. <laughs> I just knocked on wood.
2: Um, <laughs> I'm about to, too.
0: No, I want to give a very special thanks to everyone that was on as a guest co host. Some of you. They
1: all did amazing. I thought that we have had some great, great podcasts with great conversations with all of these guests. 100%. Truly. Any one of them would do an amazing job as a guest co-host.
0: I would have any of them on again. Uh, if there's somebody you want to have hear us have back on and continue on a conversation with, I can think of a couple off the top of my head. Let me know. We'll get them back yeah. on here. Uh, that being said, I want to leave you with this. The next two episodes that are coming out. You're not going to want to miss. Oh yeah. They're good.
1: They're they're really, really good. Fucking good. They're very I'm so excited.
0: They're very informative and I think yeah I think you if you enjoy the podcast, you're really going to enjoy these two episodes there. It's a two-part episode and um
1: yeah. We have a really great couple coming on as guests. Mm-hmm. Really, really great
0: and informative so. on multiple levels. So
1: Well watch out spoken, for that. open and honest.
0: Yep. About <laughs> and about things that you wouldn't really probably expect to hear on this podcast, but yeah. it all pertains. So
1: We're about to have fun.
0: Yeah. I guess with that, uh and that'll be out in one week from the time that you're hearing this. Anything you want to say before we go?
2: Mm-mm.
0: That's fucking amazing. <laughs> That's only it's past it's got your my bedtime. bedtime.
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, the doctor has to go to sleep, ladies and gentlemen. So, until next time, remember: always be a good girl for daddy. Bye.